This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hey, this is Andrea, and I'm the host of the Balance and Bliss podcast. Your girl loves to chat, and if you're looking to connect with your body in a physical, mental, and more intentional way, then come tune in with me weekly as I share with you relatable and actionable things you can do on your pursuit to wellness and happiness. Come on over. You deserve a little more bliss in your life. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, today, this is going to look a little bit different. So I'm sort of giving you a little preface, a little introductory to or an introduction to the podcast episode I'm going to share with you. Because several weeks ago, I was invited to speak on the Empowered Essence podcast with Laura Lawrence. And we had such a beautiful conversation. And I really wanted to share it with you. And when her and I decided we were going to have this opportunity to chat, you know, we thought, well, why not make this a collaborative episode? So meaning she would share it on her podcast. And I, of course, will share it on mine. So I'm going to introduce this episode. And uh, for parts of this episode, or I guess most of this episode, I really kind of lean into sharing a little bit about my spiritual journey, and sort of how I've come to where I am today, and sort of like how I lean into trust and how I, you know, lean into following my gut. And if it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. And if it feels good, I go for it. And, you know, I, I try not to get caught up in the structures that we've been grown up or that we grew up in um, and get caught up in the way that things are, you know, air quotes supposed to be. I just follow whatever feels right for me. And um, I really actually feel like this is the nature of our being. This is the nature of who we are. And, you know, society's conditioning has sort of led us down this, you know, pathway of not trusting in ourselves and instead trusting in, 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 you know, a recipe. And you know, it's funny because I've often felt some resistance to all of the recipes of the world, right? Like all the the formal function and the program and the the steps to, I never really resonated with any of it because I was like, well, okay, I kind of like these two steps, but then I don't like these five. So I kind of want to shift these five into something a little bit different and then finish off with, oh, I like that over there. So I'm going to bring that into this. That's sort of how I work when it comes to structure. I don't love structure. I love a little bit of it to give me a framework and then I like to create it myself. So a lot of, um, I actually even forget where I'm trying to go with this, but I think a lot of when I was um, trying to come to terms with sort of like where I felt and where I connected to spirituality, where I connected to, you know, God and the church. And I realized that I took a long time through my adult life to sort of identify with how I felt about that. You know, I grew up in a family um, that was very religious. We went to church every Sunday and it was a Baptist or evangelical church. And it was a very conservative church. I remember that. And when I was somewhere between 14 and 16, it might have been closer to 16, 
I was able to make the decision that I didn't want to go to church anymore. And so I made that decision. I didn't want to go anymore. So I wasn't forced to go anymore after years of really not wanting to go. And what's interesting is I reflect on, you know, why did I want to leave the church so bad? Because I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to, I don't typically get into conversations about politics or religion, you know, for the reason that, well, they're sort of like, you know, those topics that are, you know, taboo, you don't talk about them. But, but I, I remember feeling really uncomfortable in the church. And maybe it had, it had me feeling that way because, you know, we were supposed to show up in a certain way. We had to dress a certain way and talk a certain way. And there were certain things that we weren't allowed to talk about or say while we were at church. And we just had to put on our smiley faces and be kind and nice to everyone. And that's the, the persona that we had to show up to church with. Like the real us couldn't show up there. It was this version of us that showed up there. And I think as a kid, I even, I didn't, I didn't quite feel right in that because it felt like a lie, felt like we were pretending to be something that we weren't, which that is exactly what we were doing, right? Not that we didn't, you know, believe in being good people and following the Ten Commandments and like all of these things, being good humans essentially, but um, there just felt something off to me about the whole structure of how the church worked. And maybe because it was extra conservative, maybe it's because I always got in trouble there because I always said the wrong thing, even though we were prepped uh, and primed every time we went to church to say the right things. Um, But you know, Christine doesn't really fit into boxes, so it didn't really work out that way. (laughs) But I realized that a lot of my resistance to it is probably similar to my resistance to structure today or my resistance to programming today is that, you know, not all of us fit into a box. In fact, I would say a good number of us don't fit into a box. We like sometimes the steps to follow because it gives us a pathway and a structure so we know which way to go. But for those of us that uh, like to create our own path and our own structure, any kind of structure that's certainly conservative and sort of tight knit um, feels incredibly binding and incredibly small and and it doesn't feel good for us. And so it didn't feel good for me and I couldn't wait to get out of it. And so I spent a lot of my adult life trying to come to terms with, did I leave the church because I don't believe in God? Or did I leave the church because I didn't believe in the in the building, the structure, the organization of church? And so as I've sort of leaned into more spirituality in the last number of years of my life, um, you know, for me, that is, you know, learning to trust myself instead of what someone else says or tells me is or that I should do. Um, trusting the feelings of myself. So when I'm like, oh, that person doesn't feel right. And someone else is like, no, 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 they're fine, honey. They're a person of God. It's like, hmm but they don't feel right for me. So I'm not going to pay attention to just because they fit into this box, I should trust them and believe that because they're in that box, they can be trusted. My gut is telling me something different and I don't trust them. So no, thank you. <laughs> and so I I really kind of have come to terms with that in the last number of years. And I realized that because the organization was developed by man, right? Like, let's be honest, and man created this structure around the church and how it was going to look and, and how it was going to be and what the rules of that were going to be. And, you know, it just, I don't know if that's exactly what God would have wanted. You know, if God was a man sitting right across from me right now, we were having a conversation. I feel like he'd actually be into this conversation. <laughs> I feel like he'd be like, yeah, I just wanted people to love to, love each other and do good to, good for each other and, and, and basically go out there and help each other. Like that's essentially what I believe the essence of God is all about. And, um, Anyways, but that's not what we were taught. And it's not certainly not how the structure worked in the church. It wasn't show up as you are. It was show up as this way that we want you to 
be. And, you know, I think that's a big part of why as an adult, I was so confused about like, and had so much anxiety about how I was presenting myself in the world and how I was standing out differently in the world is because I had been put into just like many of us into these structures and confined areas where we were supposed to be something. And I didn't, I didn't feel it. I don't want to be it. I didn't want to fit into a box, right? I still don't want to fit into a box. So um, I really started to lean into my intuition and trusting that instead of trusting the person pointing to the box and saying, no, no, it's in the box. You should trust it. Um, so I I really started to lean into self-trust and lean into that intuition inside of me and, you know, get quiet through meditation to be able to, you know, quiet my mind that has all of these rules and beliefs and ideas of who I am or what I should do or what I believe and just go inside and trust me as a human. And so that to me is what spirituality is. And that to me is a part of this conversation that I have with Laura. And I know this is a really lengthy intro and the episode itself is not super short, but I felt like I just really wanted to give it a a preface because, you know, I don't really talk about my spirituality in this podcast a lot or certainly haven't yet. Maybe that's to come. Maybe I just have to trust my voice and trust that what will come um, will come in a way that is is going to land on the ears of exactly who needs to or wants to hear it. Um, you know, this certainly is not a, I'm not anti-church, I'm not anti-God, I'm not anti-anything. Um, but I am, you know, pro-free speech. I am pro-free choice. I am pro uh, to um, make decisions for myself that feel right for me and lean into what my, listening to my body and what it's telling me about something instead of listening to a structure or an organization that says, that's just the way it is, it will be. So, I say all of this and and maybe you've stopped listening or maybe you're a little intrigued and maybe maybe I'm prefacing this episode too much but I just felt like it needed to be said that you know it took me a long time to be able to admit that I was leaning more into being a spiritual person than I was into being a church loving going purple pur- purple <laughs> person um I just felt like it needed some preface so Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to throw you into the episode now and you know take it take from it what you want. Um, but ultimately I think that you know the whole idea of growth and the whole idea of like going through this like healing in ourselves and you know looking at the belief systems that we have and looking at the things that we have been taught and and blowing them up a little. Asking ourselves why do we why do we why do I believe that? Why do I believe that thing that I was told 150,000 times? Just because I was told it doesn't make it true. So um, anyways, I just, I, you know, I, I know I like to challenge myself a lot and I tend to be the one who um, likes to encourage others to challenge themselves because it's the way, it's the way to grow. It's the way to learn and it's the way to open our minds to other possibilities because the one way that we've been taught isn't the only way. So anyhow, uh, I will now introduce you to this conversation with myself, Christine Daynard, and Laura Lawrence on the Empowered Essence a podcast. Have a listen, enjoy it, and feel free to let me know, respond on social media, uh, or respond into the podcast and let me know your thoughts. Um, I I feel really good about sharing some of this stuff. And as you know, I develop and as I get more comfortable using my voice about different things, you just might hear more about this from me. So like I said, take with it or take from it what you will and drop what you won't. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Empowered Essence. I am so excited for this guest today. 
I have with me Christine Daynard, and she is literally a ball of energy, a ball of light. Like I love being in her energy and her presence. She really brings the joy. And this podcast is actually special because it's not only going to be airing on the Empowered Essence podcast, but it's also going to be on her podcast, Say It Out Loud. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce Christine. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. It's so great to be here and chat with you. And I just love what you're doing. And I really saw a synergy in us coming together to to chat together. So I'm so glad I'm so glad and happy to be here. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually going to read for the the audience your bio because I think it's important to share with them who you are and what you're really all about. So I'm going to read it now. So Christine Daynard is an empowering female leader and advocate for authenticity who provides one-to-one and group coaching to help women tap into their joy and open themselves up to a life they love. You will also find Christine on stages, inspiring others to live a life of joy by choice as the host of the Say It Out Loud podcast and leading the Joy Project, an online community community curated to support women on their journey to becoming their best self. Oh, I just, I I think that that is so aligned to everything that you're all about. And also for everyone listening, she is a manifesting generator. So I I can feel it when you're feeling the joy. A hundred percent. I'm also at three, five and I'm a sacral. I don't exactly know what all those things mean. I'm still working on that, but, but it's really cool to actually dig into that human design part too, to know a little bit more about yourself and uh, yeah, life's a journey and getting to know yourself and like leaning in and listening to what, you know, you're feeling and where you're meant to go is so important. And something I think that so many of us, we either, I don't know if we just miss it sometimes, or we want to ignore it or, you know, stuff it down in a big black hole because we're afraid of it or, you know, think it's not for us. But um, it's such an honor to uh, have done all the things I've done in my life to come to a point where each of them is sort of like a mirror into what I'm doing now and helps me help others in a way that I never really saw myself doing, but kind of saw myself doing. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, I think, you know, I talk a lot about intuition on my podcast. You are really all about bringing the joy into people's lives. And I think those two things go so hand in hand. It's like, if you're not listening to your intuition, there is no way that you're going to build that joyful life. Like you need to tap into yourself, what it is that you desire, how your intuition is communicating to you, all those those things so that you can build, like really build and create a life that is for you that inevitably brings in, in that joy. 100%. Agree. 100%. Yeah. So share with everyone. So you've been on quite the journey these last few years. You were the owner and operator of a company called The Buzz Bus um, and, and doing tours of different wineries and breweries and the pandemic hit. And then and then you had this intuitive nudge to transition into coaching just uh, in the last year or so. So there's been a lot that's transpired. So I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit about your journey and, and how your intuition really led into a lot of this. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny, you call it the buzz bus. And I kind of like that better, because it was called the buzz tour company. 
Oh, oh. it's okay. But I actually am like, oh, the buzz buzz. That was, that's really fun. I should have named it that. Um, but either way, it was, you know, the intention behind that business in itself was joy, right? Like I left my corporate job to start this business where I could take people on these adventures and day trips to explore an area they hadn't heard of before. And I just felt this draw to do that. And I, I couldn't explain it. Everyone around me thought I was nuts. Um, which by the way, I've gotten used to people thinking that the things I want to do are nuts <laughs> and from the outside, I'm sure doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it internally into me makes a whole lot of sense. So, um, when I started that business, it was so fun. I so enjoyed taking people for day trips. And of course, as you mentioned, as the pandemic sort of unraveled, um, I found ways during that time to sort of survive in it, right? Because couldn't really do tours, certainly not as often. And we were limited to when we could actually get out there with people. And I found that really deflating for my spirit because I'm a very, um, well, as you mentioned, like I'm a very joyful, connected person. I like to be with people and share my energy with people. And as a result of likely being a manifesting generator, that energy transfer for me is so important. And as much as it can come through in in a version of it virtually, it's not the same as being in person. So I felt really deflated in it. And the last year I was in the business, it's so funny actually now that I think about it because you know we're talking about intuition and sort of like what led us to the next step, right? Because I always talk about how can you just get to your next best step, right? You don't need to know the full picture. You just need to know what's next for you. And so I remember going into the last year of my business in 2022, and I literally was like, okay, this is either I'm going to quit or I'm going to go, you know, all in and get a big business loan and get a new vehicle and just like give her and cross my fingers. This is going to work. And what's really funny is that all along the time that I was applying for the loan and the vehicle, like there were so many hurdles in the way. <laughs> I, I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was not funny. And I took it all so seriously and I was so entrenched in it and just determined to do this thing that I thought was my purpose. I thought this is what I was supposed to be doing, right? So to cut it short, about six months in, I realized like it literally kind of hit me like a brick wall. I was miserable in what I was doing. All of the rules because of the pandemic had changed, not only the experience, but they'd changed me in it, right? It's like nothing like trying to take people on a fun excursion and get to know people and get connected wearing masks and having plexiglass between you. And like, you know, I did all these things to try to connect us. Like I put microphones in so we could like talk to each other and actually build in that connection, but it just wasn't the same, you know? And it was about six months in and I was just in dire straits. And I knew something was really bad when I would come home from a tour and I would just be fallen out on the couch eating or drinking whatever I could find and just found myself in this really dead space in my life. Like that's what I would call it. Like actually, interestingly enough, I was talking to somebody yesterday for my podcast and we were talking about how in this transition, you almost die while being alive a little before you break through and you come out alive on the other side again, right? Yeah. Like in this new skin sort of thing. Um, so it was about that time that I knew something had to change. I just didn't know what it was. And I think too, like those, like, let's be honest, those three years in the pandemic, that was like, it was depressing. It was really hard, especially for someone like me, who's, who really loves to connect. Um, I felt really detached from everything and every one of my energy was really affected. So I didn't see it coming, but I fell into, I'm sure it was a depression. 
And I was so out of alignment with, with my purpose and what I meant to do and how I bring energy that what I was doing then with all these rules and all these things that prevented me from doing things the way I really wanted to do them, it wasn't aligned and I couldn't figure that out. So instead I went into a place of fear because I was like, well, if I don't do this, what the heck am I going to do? Like I wasn't in a place where I was really tuning in to myself. I was just taking action thinking, well, if I just try more things then I can make it happen, right? And needless to say, I said I was going to make it short, but that doesn't happen with me. <laughs> it's to say that, you know, a few friends of mine, they really encouraged me to go with them to Costa Rica for an escape from life for a week. And at first I said, no, I was like, I can't do it. I can't leave my responsibilities. I'm so like, I was so busy busying myself that I was so stressed and my body hurt, like everything. It was just like everything in my body said, no, you're not going to go. And then within a couple of days, my heart was like, Christine, you need this. You think you can't afford it, but go anyway. And so I did. And literally within 24 hours, like magic happened. Like I, I, I won't get into the whole story, but essentially everything fell apart when I left <laughs> on vacation for a week. So everything I had done to set up for that week of holiday, everything didn't work out the way that it was supposed to work out. And it was sort of like, I took it like this message in my body. It felt like this is a message to me saying, you have been working so hard to keep this thing floating and you can't even get away on a week vacation without it reminding you that it's not working. And so within 24 hours of being away, my whole body relaxed. I got my first period in like two years <laughs> and my whole body relaxed. And I just knew I had this knowing that this wasn't it anymore. And I didn't really know what was next, but that I just needed to get out. I just needed to let it go and be okay with not knowing what was next because I just couldn't continue to push against this resistance that I was feeling the entire year. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I did, I came home, I figured out a way to, you know, share that news with my audience. Cause like, you have to figure out how to share that stuff, right? Like, it's not just like dropping a bomb, you know, it took me a couple months to really come to terms with that and figure out how to share that. And then I did. And, and the, what was really neat that, I don't think I real, I know I didn't realize going into the closure was that my intention in that business was to connect people, bring them joy, bring people together, show them something they hadn't seen before, tap into their creativity or their create or their curiosity and make them feel good and seen. Cause that's what I do. And when I closed the business, I got so many messages and emails from people like hundreds of messages people who hadn't even been on the tour, people who had just heard about it, people had been following me for that length of time saying like, I've never been on your tour, but I just got to tell you, your energy is amazing. And I know whatever you do is what you're meant to do, right? Like I've just been following because you make me feel good or you show me that there's something possible and I think you're amazing, whatever, like all these things. And I was blown away. Like all that love, I was like, it was like taking punches, love punches, <laughs> 
makes any sense. It was like really hard to take it all in, right? Because it's like, you know, I was so in the frame of mind of working so hard to keep something moving that I missed the whole reason I had done it in the first place. And I missed this underlying part that said, Christine, just follow your gut and just connect with people. And if this form of the work isn't working, then choose another form, right? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately what happened was I was able to like, you know, it took me some time to figure it out, but the 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 way that the buzz sort of happened, the, the buzz bus, which is what I should have named it, the way that sort of all transpired was like, I was sort of, sort of mm, I was emotionally done and spent at the corporate job I was working and I wanted out. And I'd had this dream for a couple of years and then finally did it. And it, it pushed me out. It got me out into this more creative space where I was able to lean into more who I was and, you know, follow my gut, all those things. And I realized through this process that as much as I felt like I was attached to my business, and maybe you'll know something about this, like, you know, I decided to do this and now I'm doing this thing and I need to stay committed to this thing because it's I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I listened to all of my intuition along the whole process, which made it work. And now all of a sudden, everything in my body is saying, you just need to stop doing this. <laughs> it was like, that's my baby though. Like that's a part of me. How do I just let that go? It's, it's, my, it's my business. My business is me. And then all of a sudden I realized that I am not the business. I am the energy that carries this concept into fruition, into reality. And now that vehicle, for lack of a better term, has to change. Mm -hmm. And there's ways that I knew that there was a way that I could help impact people differently than I was in that. And I outgrown it and needed to be able to impact people in a bigger way. Oh my gosh. I like, I just love listening to you. love listening to your, just your story in general, but how you've embodied the lessons that came out of this, like the way that you articulate this is so freaking powerful. Like that feeling, like when you were talking about that feeling of like clenching on and holding on to it, because it's like, it was my baby. It was the thing. It was, it was what got me out of, you know, the, the past situation that I didn't want to be in we all do this. We all do this. We do this like clenching thing where it's like, well, it was working. Like everything works up until a point when it doesn't. And that's when we need to shift. That's when we need to move. Like if we all look at our life as like evolution and growth over a lifetime and know that there is nothing that's constant except change, we would release a lot of pressure. <laughs> we would release like a lot of um, this control, a lot of this, like holding on to things. It's like when it's not meant to be in our lives, like we get these nudges. And so you, you articulated like that body sensation really, really well about how you feel like this tightness or you feel this, oh, this isn't working or like, I'm not feeling joyful anymore. Those feelings that you used to feel that now all of a sudden you don't feel, that's a good sign that your intuition is is guiding you in a different direction. And you also articulated too that um, you didn't know what the next step was. You 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 um, you were going along and you're like, this is I know this isn't working, but I don't know what the next step is. And so you got into that like mental process of, well, I gotta figure it out. I gotta know. I gotta 
but sometimes it just comes to this like breaking point, like your trip to Costa Rica, like to know that like everything just fell apart. But then that feeling in your body of like, just everything fell apart, but like you felt so free. Oh, I just, that is, that is pure magic. And so many people, you know, when, when we talk about like building a life full of joy or building a life, like based on our intuition, it's not easy. (laughs) There's like this, this misconception that like, once you tap into your intuition, life is great. It's like, no, like we're still human. Like we are still human and we want to hold on to things and, and, and we want to push through because that's, you know, conditioning and, and all of that. But thank you for sharing that because that's a, that's a very real and tangible story. Like I experienced that exactly very similar with my human design business. You know, the, the ego that comes up when it's like, well, I like, this was my thing. And I told all these people, this is what I'm doing. And then now how do I communicate it to other people? Like, they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. It's this felt sense. How do I do that? So like, um, I, I, I love that you shared too, like how the outpouring of people afterwards of how they like came to you and just shared all of this love. It's like, those were like beautiful earth angels just confirming for you the decision, right? Oh, it was so overwhelmingly powerful to show me that even though I have no idea what's coming next, that this was the right move for you, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm sure that you felt that too. Like, cause I, and the thing is too, once you've told people like you did with your human design and you were offering this program and me with this, like, you know, new year in the buzz and like, you know, we're coming out from the pandemic and I'm doing all these different things. And, you know, you've made promises to people, you, people are expecting you to, you know, do this thing. And then you feel this like real letdown, like you're going to really let people down. But what's really interesting, and I'm sure, in fact, I think I've even heard you talk about this, is you'd be letting them down even more if you continued to do what you thought you had to do or should do, keyword there, should, I hate that word, should all over me, Um, you wouldn't be able to offer them what you were before. Mm-hmm. Because your heart and your your yourself, your alignment, none, none of it's coming together anymore. So it's almost like, like in that last year, I kind of felt like I was faking it a lot, right? Like, cause it wasn't there anymore. It wasn't, did you feel that too? Yeah. It's like a disservice to the people that you're offering to. And, and I always come back to like, at the end of the day, like if I f- focus on me first, my energy, my alignment, I know that whatever I do is going to deliver high quality transformation for the people that I work with. So if I'm excited about it, if I'm aligned to it, I know that it's going to be great. But if I'm not, that just isn't like, that's not part of my vocabulary or standards about, you know, offering something that I'm not a hundred percent behind. Yes. Yes. I absolutely align with that too. Yeah. So like, I, I, I totally feel that and resonate with everything that you said and, and those feelings, like, like there was probably a lot of like questioning of this. I'm sure there were a lot of tears or like wondering, like, is this like, what, why, why should I do this? Like, what, like were the emotions that were coming up behind the scenes? 
Oh yeah. Like lots of tears. I cried a lot. Like I always say, like I cried an entire ocean during that time because that's how it felt. It felt like I was constantly crying. And, and, you know, it's funny cause I, I realized during, or kind of came to terms with during the pandemic that like tears or any emotion, they're just meant to come out of us. Right. And if we, if we hold it in our body, it actually does more harm than good because we're holding this energy in our bodies. Right. So I learned really quickly in the pandemic to just let it out, let the tears out. And so I would literally be like walking in the grocery store and I'd grab something and I'd be like, oh, like I would just start ugly crying in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, I'm just going to let it flow. You look at me like I'm an idiot. I don't care. I'm just going to let it come out because it's meant to come out. So I did a lot of crying. Um, and I was just, I could just kept, I don't know if you want to call it praying or I realized now I was probably talking to my higher self when I was like, just show me the way, like, just show me what to do next, because I can't continue to stay in this state. I need to move from this. I need to get it out of my system and I need to move forward. And so I remember like asking for, I don't know, some divine intervention to put me in front of the right person who could help guide me into what that would be. And, uh, well, you know how magical this is, right? And it's so funny because I still sometimes hesitate telling people these parts of the story because I'm like, they're going to think I'm all woo-woo. They're going to think I'm crazy because like, you know, I listen to like my heart and my gut, like, you know, people get weird about this stuff. And so I still have some resistance around sharing parts of this, but I'll share it here because it's with you and you're really easy to talk to, um, is that I, 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 all of a sudden in the next 24 hours, I saw this ad pop up on Facebook. It wasn't even an ad actually. It was somebody who I'd been following for some time but just hadn't seen their content in a while. And she was offering this like six month intuitive leadership, you know, course or program to work with her one-on-one. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. Like everything that it said in the post, I was like, oh my God, that's where I'm at. That's exactly what I need. I was like, thank you. Whatever that was, whatever intervention just happened, that's it. Like literally 24 hours and you know the magic of that stuff. It's not by accident. It's totally on purpose and it's all happening for you. And so I connected with her immediately and within weeks we were working together and uh, she really helped me in ways like I actually have a really hard time putting into words what we did during that time. Um, but not only did she help me reconnect with my intuition, but helped me heal a lot of the things that were uh, aspects of my inner child, parts that I hadn't ever really gotten over or didn't realize that they were triggering me in the today. Like, like the whole feeling like this was it. And I was married to this concept that I had to do because, you know, if I changed my mind, I was, I was, I was not reliable. I was going to come across as a flake. Like I was, you know, all these things that people had told me and I believed Mm -hmm. that if I didn't continue to keep doing the same thing that I didn't meet this, this requirement somehow. And I realized through that, that that was all the beliefs of other people. Those weren't my beliefs. Right. And, you know, it really struck me and we did lots of work together. And as I leaned more into that and really allowed this magical spiritual awakening to happen within me in the guidance of this incredible, you know, mentor, um, it really just, it really just, it, it woke me up and it was like, the next best thing I can do is share with people what's going on. The next best thing I can do is start talking 
about what's happening because I felt, and again, you'll know what I mean by this when my, and because I feel a lot of my intuition comes through this body feeling. It's very strong for me. And so everything in my body was like, okay, you didn't want to share with people that you were closing the business. You didn't want to share with them the pain of that. But as soon as I started sharing the pain of that, people were coming out of the woodwork and saying, oh my God, thank you for sharing. And I feel the same way. I just didn't want to say it. And, you know, all of that started happening. I get goosebumps when I think about it now, because my sharing my story helped impact other people who also felt like they couldn't share their story because of fear of judgment, because of like being condemned for changing their mind or thinking differently or whatever. Right. And so it was just this incredible, sorry, I've got like a dog on my lap and he's, his nose was like right up against the microphone. So hopefully that doesn't come through. <laughs> um, I'm babysitting my neighbor's dog. Um, but where was I going with that? Just, just this incredible ability to just share that story, help to touch people in a way that I never could have imagined. Yeah. And that next step for me was like, Christine, you need to have a podcast you need to start saying the things out loud and you need to help other people say them out loud so that people can get them out of their bodies. Number one, because we all know that when we store that energy, right, it's like, it's huge and it sits in your body. And not only that, but other people listening will be able to connect with those who are sharing their stories. Because if we're experiencing it, there's a really high chance that there are other people out there experiencing something just like you. You know, the nuances might be slightly different, but, but a lot of it is going to be the same as other people. And the more that we share, well, the more we can heal and the more we can help others. Hey, are you local or close to the Waterloo region and consume a gluten-free diet or know someone who does? Well, this message is for you. There is an event coming soon you do not want to miss. On Sunday, September 17, the annual Gluten-Free Fest is coming to Kitchener where you'll be able to explore over 40 of the tastiest gluten-free vendors in KW and beyond, all under one roof. If you're gluten-free, you know how exciting this is. This year, it will be hosted at Bingaman's Conference Center and tickets are on sale now. Visit glutenfreefest.ca or find them on Eventbrite. Advanced ticket holders are guaranteed a gluten-free fest tote bag. Listen, I took a look at the list of vendors and there are some pretty fabulous ones that are going to be there. You do not want to miss this. So go tell your gluten-free friends, mark the date in your calendar, September 17 from 10 to 4 and get your tickets on Eventbrite or by visiting glutenfreefest.ca. This event is sponsored by title sponsor Annie's Seafood Restaurant and other sponsors include Newton's No Gluten and Canadian Dietary Institute. I can't wait to go and I hope that I'm going to see you there right? Yeah. You can't, you can't have authenticity without vulnerability. Like that vulnerability piece is what brings us together. It's like this thread that weaves us all together. And, and when we share what's on our heart and share, you know, the challenges or the struggles or the things that we're going through, it's what brings us together because at the end of the day like we are all one we are all connected in some shape or form and and so yeah your vulnerability like is felt like people people feel that when when you can open up like that and i love i love that you shared about doing like an intuitive development because that's 
that's what's like bringing to the forefront, you know, like we're creating space, we're creating space. Cause like you healing the, um, like the inner child piece, you know, looking and questioning what you're thinking and why you're thinking the things that you're thinking, like you're creating space to invite things in. That's the piece. Like, you know, there's a lot of like modern day manifestation and whether you believe in manifestation or not, like inviting new things into our lives. Like we only have so much energetic capacity. So to invite new things into our lives, we have to let something go. And so whether it's thought forms, whether it's, you know, energetic patterns, whether it's, you know, healing something, clearing something, that's what's inviting in that next level, that next idea, that next project, whatever it is, is like, we got to clear something in order to be able to invite that in. And it sounds like you did a, a really beautiful job of that. Yeah, it was intense. And it was so, <laughs> so incredible, so painful, but so reviving at the same time mm -hmm. you know it rejuvenated my spirit it helped me to see myself more clearly mm -hmm. and at the same time allowed me like I've always seen people for who they are you know I always see what's in them I can always I'm always able to pull their story out help them feel comfortable doing so like that's just been a natural thing in my life like from the time I was a kid people will tell me their life story in minutes you know, and going through that experience with her and in that intuitive space was like, oh my goodness, it just amplified that for me. It was like, this means so much in regard to how I need to move forward, how I can help other people sort of like tap the surface on this. Mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe, maybe I can't do what she could do with me because her gifts are totally different than mine. Right. But I can get people started on the journey. Mm -hmm. And I can help guide them along and show them some of those doors and windows that they can walk and slide through and help them uncover where they can open their awareness. You mm -hmm. know, I think awareness is the, the key to everything. When we don't know what we're doing or why we're doing it, and we're just on autopilot, we, we can't make change happen. We are just doing what we always do. And if we're not stopping for a minute, and thinking, hold on a second, <laughs> interesting, this is what I've done for a really long time now. Why am I doing it like this? Right? Yeah. Especially yeah. when something feels off or, you know, like one of my clients more recently said to me, she's like, you know, I, I used to be this really happy, joyful person and I was the fun one. And then all of a sudden I got to this point where I'm this like bitter woman who's like, I don't want to be happy with you. Like, you know, I'm kind of bitter over here. And after going through several weeks, it's like, she's like, you opened my eyes. I didn't, I wasn't aware of the things and where I was putting my energy and what I believed about myself. Didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it. And now that she's aware of it, it's like opened up possibility, right? It's like the beautiful thing to watch people's eyes open up and sparkle again yeah. is so magical to me. It is, it's, it's the most incredible feeling to help women because I primarily work with women, but to help them through that and help them see themselves yeah. and help them realize their worthiness and realize that a lot of the things they believe in themselves, they belong to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Awareness is healing. Like just the, the fact that you're bringing to the surface that your conscious brain is recognizing a pattern that you've been stuck in for years and years, a 
thing that you've always done, a belief that you've always had, like just bringing that to the surface alone is healing. So when, you know, like, like obviously I do energy healing work and I can sense and feel these things, but my job is just to bring these things to the surface for those people to see and to recognize and to heal. Like you're a healer too. Like you, you are helping people bring to the surface these underlying patterns that they're not aware of awareness is healing. Like people can complicate like what healing is. Like, how do I heal? It's like, all you got to do is bring to awareness the things that are running unconsciously in your day-to-day life. That's really all it is. Like, it's very simple. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. But we make it really difficult, right? We get in our own way so easily. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny because even before I decided to become a coach, I was coming up with all these different names to call myself because I was like, I don't want to be a coach and I don't like the term and like all these things because I mean, I'm probably, it's probably a manifesting generator thing to want to be unique and be be my own thing and not like fall into any status quo of anything out there. But then I was like, but other people may not be able to find me if I'm not called something similar that they're aware of, right? So it's like, I kind of had to come to terms with that. And then I was like, why am I so concerned about what I'm calling myself? At the end of the day, the people that want to be, want to work with me and want to make change happen will be drawn to me for all the right reasons. It doesn't even matter what I call myself, right? If I can call myself or refer to myself as something that they can be more familiar with, and it's easier for them to get on board with a concept or idea, then that's all that matters. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So tell us, tell us about um, your community that you've built, the Joy Project. Yeah. So it's really cool. And everything is just sort of, you know, I'm just going to take us back quickly to that moment of like when we were talking about how I didn't really know what was next, right? It was like, let me start the podcast. Okay, this is what I'm feeling. I'm going to do this thing, right? So then I started the podcast and learned all the parts about starting a podcast, which I'm sure you know all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot to that. Um, and then it was like the next step for me was, oh my gosh, like I had this vision of having a community and I still have this vision of like, you know, bringing people together in like, big masses of people, women in a group where all they do is ri- like rise each other or lift each other up and, and help each other and feel good and cry in each other's presence and laugh in each other's presence. Like I have this huge vision of what it can become. Um, but of course you got to start somewhere, right? Because <laughs> it doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but now I'm putting it out there for whoever it is here who's going to listen to this. Um, but I, I knew that I wanted to bring people together. And I know that as women, especially you know, we might talk a lot about things and with certain people, we share certain things or concepts or ideas, but how often are women really honest and vulnerable about how they're feeling? You know, like the world has taught us that being vulnerable is scary and you should be afraid of it because people are going to hurt you. Like that's basically what we learn. And so I wanted to create a space that people could come into where it was like a big warm hug that not only did they have me there to lead the group through you know, different exercises or different conversations or discussions or different experiences, but they had a place to come where everything led by me was injected with their vulnerability, right? They're willing to come to the table. They're willing, they know there's something drawn inside of them that knows it's time for change. It's time to do things differently and to be around other women who just want to support each other. You know, like, I think the biggest thing for me was that I've really struggled in my life to have support of the people around me, whether it was family, whether it's friends. Um, I don't know exactly why that is. I have a, I have a theory on why that is, but 
I think that when we grow outside of where people know us and love us, it's really hard for them to understand, you know, where we've grown into and they don't know us there. So it's really hard to sit with us there or connect with us there because they're not familiar with that version of us, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas in this community, I wanted to provide a space that women could come together and be seen for who they are and build their confidence, get more comfortable being, you know, in their skin and just being who they are and being supported by other women who want to see them flourish, you know? And so it's small and it's slowly growing and it magic is already happening in there, right? Because it's a safe space. It's where people can come together and, and every week is a little different when we connect and, and so far it's going really, really well. So um, yeah, I love it. It's, it's become something that, you know, it's like this, this intuitive idea that comes through you is the only way I can describe it that comes into fruition. And you're almost like, is this real? Like pinch myself. Is this really happening? Because this was like a dream and now it's actually real. (laughs) Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. That's the power of our co-creation with the universe. Like when we have these ideas and inspiration, like I truly believe they're meant for us. They are God's gift, universe's gift, whatever, however you want to associate with it. But it's these little, little gifts. When we create space for these things, like these ideas come through us and then we manifest them. We make them into form and we create them. And so I just, uh, it's so exciting to to hear everything that you are creating and, and the impact and the change that you're making in these women's lives. Like that is so powerful. And, and you sharing and declaring your big, big vision on this podcast, I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to manifest for you because the more that we speak these things into, we, we speak them into form. Somebody, you know, listens to this podcast and asks you to be a guest at their event. And then you get some experience behind the scenes at an event and then it transpires into something else. And then you run your own event. Like there's all these little like breadcrumbs that lead us to the big vision, but trusting and knowing that those big visions, like I too, like I, since I was a kid, I've had visions of myself speaking on stages, you know, doing TED talks, doing like big big presentations. Like I, I know this to be true. I know that the, that this will be the day or there will be a day that this happens. It's just, it's following those little nudges all along the way. Cause I think a lot of people can get hung up on the big vision. It's like, well, I want this big thing, but it keeps them stuck because they're like, well, how do I get from here to there? And the answer is you don't have to get from here to there. You just have to take those like little baby steps along the way and trust and know that it's going to happen. Well, and I think too, like we get trapped in expectation as well, right? So we create this vision, you know, like in my experience in the buzz is exactly this. It's like, I created this vision and this idea of what I wanted to create and I created it. And then I was like, okay, so though my expectation is now this is going to grow and I'm going to get a bigger bus and I'm going to do all these things. And then I did them, but then they didn't feel right. It was because I was so caught up in what the vision looked like when I designed it initially. And I was so focused on what that expectation was that I had for myself that I kept going, even though everything underneath was like, well, well, what about (laughs) slow down because yeah, you did this thing 
but the end result isn't always what your brain can conjure up, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that we often tap into like, what have we seen before? What happens in this instance? And what does growth look like there? Okay, that's what I want. Meanwhile, this intuitive road is so unknown, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand why a lot of people have a struggle in 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 leaning in. Like people ask me, I'm sure you get this too. And people ask me questions all the time. But how, Christine, but how are you doing that? And what's your big, like, what's your five-year plan? I hate that question. I'm like, I don't have a five-year plan, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I am rolling with the punches and what feels right, I'm doing. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm slaying over here. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing in a year, right? Like, I don't know. But what I know now, certainly through that experience in the buzz is like, I don't have any expectations and I'm not holding myself to anything because that's when magic can happen. And that's when we can make bigger impact than we even realize is possible because we get our heads out of the game, you know? Yeah, I know people can get so stuck in this plan. Like, it's like, okay, you got to have a plan. And that I feel is like in my body personally, like feels so constricting. And like my background, like I went to business school, I've worked in corporate strategy, like I have worked in a very like, you know, left brain dominant um, field for a long time. So breaking free from that, all the deconditioning around that and moving into more of this intuitive space. When I say I don't have a plan, like it feels so freeing. It feels so good that I can trust myself enough that every little nudge, every little idea, I trust and know that it's leading to that bigger thing. Like plans, like, and, and some people do really well, like for anyone who's listening, like some people do like plans, some people do like that structure. And so it's not saying that plans are a bad thing, but for some people, they're not like for some people, like it doesn't feel good in their body. And it's always coming back to your body of like, what feels good? Like, am I resisting this because it's not right for me? Am I resisting this because um, of some conditioning that I have, whatever it is, like always come back to your body. And like, does this, does this feel good for me? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, I love this conversation so much. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. I think the audience is going to take a lot from this conversation of what it really means to trust your intuition in business and making these big pivots and and changes. So thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for bringing your energy to this space. It is, it is so appreciated. Absolutely. And you as well. And at, and because this is a collaborative post, because I can see, of course, clearly we're going to be saying goodbye in a minute. And you'll probably ask me how people can connect with me. And I want you to be able to share the same thing. I want you to be able to say, you know, Laura, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. And this is where you can find me. Because I think the magic that you're bringing into the world and the gifts that you're bringing, like all of these things complement each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like the one last thing I want to say is like, you know, there is nothing, there's not really a roadmap for leaning into your intuition or leading a life from your heart and a gut because it, the road is very different for every one of us. The path can change at any given time. And it takes a lot of different mentors and moments throughout our lives to be able to find our way to weave through it. 
right? And to truly embody where we're going and how we're feeling. And so it takes a bunch of different healers and people in our lives to do that. Like I've had so many different mentors along the way. You know, I didn't start here, right? I didn't start in Costa Rica. This is personal development and leaning into my gut has been happening for a long time. So the reason I'm saying all that is I think that you're a really big piece of that for a lot of people, because again, you and I have very complimentary gifts to help each other, right? And to help others. And so, which is why this podcast works so beautifully too, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so much to, there's so much to tap into. So would you mind telling our, our listeners yeah, <laughs> yeah, where to find you too? Of course. So my Instagram is Laura Lawrence coaching. So Lawrence is L O R E N T Z. And so what I do in my work, so I, I am an energy healer. And so I have my own signature modality called energy weaving. And so what energy weaving is, is a very sophisticated way of energy clearing. I work with my guides and my allies to do these clearings. So it's not just me, I'm bringing in support for these healings, but through my hands and through movement and working with these guides, I can lift thought forms, programs, um, beliefs, past life, ancestral healings, um, really diving deep into the healing. But in addition to healing, I also do activation work. So I see these points of light on everybody's energetic body. And I call them constellations. Some people call them light codes, but they're basically like these different activation points. And so we have some constellations that are fully lit up when we come into this incarnation, but then others lay dormant for, you know, specific events to happen in our lives or specific healings. And so we can activate things, whether it's our connection with our higher self, whether it's courage, whether it's trust, whatever it is, we can activate these qualities within us. So I work with clients either on a single session or in in a longer container, like six or 12 months. I would say the longer containers, the six or 12 months is really where the magic happens because I can clear all of this stuff in a in a few sessions, but the activation work is like where the magic happens. And this is where, to your point, is like we can get into, okay, let's clear what needs to be cleared and start moving on and, and start really going forward in this life that we desire, this life full of joy and fulfillment. And everyone is so different. And so I, like, I'm a psychic channel. I get these messages in in all of these sessions. And what is, with doing this work, what is very clear is, like, I really support people with their path and their purpose in life and really unlocking these, like, natural gifts within them. And I'm also a projector in human design, so I just see people really well. Like, I can see their blocks. I can see where they're holding themselves back, but then I also see their potential. I see where they're going. I see where they're headed. And it's almost like I I navigate, I guide people on the right path or the right direction in order to get to where they're going. And so, so I do these healings. I do this, this in, in these longer containers and then also provide the coaching support, um, to, to help them along the way. And, um, it's just been a beautiful journey because this is something that this is a modality. So I, I closed down my human design business last fall. And I had a couple of months where I had no idea what I was going to do next. I was like, I just had this intuitive knowing that there was something coming. 
And I went into a very reflective state. I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of like self-sourcing and self-discovery. And one day when I was meditating in December of last year, all of a sudden my hands started moving and my guides were telling me like you're reweaving your energetic field. And I had no idea what that meant. And, and so I started doing it on myself. I started doing it on other people. I found a mentor as well throughout this process as well, that does something similar. Um, and, and sort of working with her and, and really trusting these, this guidance that was coming through to me. So I have a lot of light language that comes in during these sessions, like so much, uh, so much comes through, but it, it was all based on me trusting myself and trusting these messages that came through. Oh, I love that. And you know what? It's funny because I'm sure that of some people that are listening, and I know we have to go soon, but of some people listening, like, I think wherever people are on their journey of self, um, a lot of this, and I already sort of indicated this, like I hesitate sometimes to talk about my spiritual side because I know that not everybody connects with that, right? Yeah. It's a hurdle that I'm working through right now. <laughs> but um, but that there's all these different ways that we can connect, right? Yeah. And that I believe that when we open our hearts and our minds to new and different things, that really incredible things happen. And you know what, like the world is not built around this because you can't put a finger on it, right? You can't put a deadline on it. You can't put it in a box. And so when you can't put it in a box, people are afraid of what's outside, what is unknown, right? What's out here. But there's so much magic to be found for the work that you can do with people and how you help people. I think that's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that here as well. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I think um, like just for the listeners for your podcast too, like I come from a very corporate background, like very business. The thought, like I I remember six years ago, I took a course on meditation and the chakras and everyone was going around the room describing their, their connection to their higher self. And I was like, what are these hippies smoking? Like I literally was like, what are they talking about? But the thing that was so apparent, the thing that like, the reason why I was so triggered or so like, just not understanding was because I was so disconnected. And it was the exact thing that I needed to connect with to bring that joy to bring that fulfillment, because I was so disconnected, I was burnt out, I was, you know, doing the things that, you know, everyone says, get go to university, get the good job. You know, I I had it all, I had it all. And but I was still unhappy. And that's the biggest thing is like your body is always communicating with you. And when you're unhappy, then there's something that needs to shift. And and for me, it was that that deeper connection, that deeper understanding that I do have a higher purpose in this lifetime and I just need to connect in with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you for yeah. walking us through that too. That's a good yeah. little piece, a little nugget for, for people that haven't been introduced to you before too, to know, because yeah. I know that they're going to go from this podcast. They're going to go right over to yours when they listen to mine. That's confusing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for we'll sure. We'll be able for to sure. like weave through and, and, and introduce ourselves to different people. And I just think that's, I just think it's so beautiful and cool how you've followed everything inside of you. And that's, that's in there for you to do. And you know, it's not over. It's like, you'll just keep weaving through it and finding your way. Exactly. So how can everyone on, on my podcast, how can they reach out with, out to you? 
Yeah, for sure. So you can follow me on Instagram. I am on Facebook as well at It's Me Christine D. Um, you can also find me at my website, which is It's Me Christine D.ca, where everything that I do is in one space. So essentially, I do group and one on one coaching for women to help them tap into joy in their lives and realize the things that they're doing unconsciously or on autopilot that are preventing them from having joy. Um, and then, of course, there's opportunity to join the community and be a part of something where you can connect with other women and grow at your own pace and be supported through that. Um, and of course, there's also the podcast. There's all kinds of things there, but that would be those would be the best places to find me and to keep uh, learning more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christine. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and we'll talk soon. Yeah, you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the follow button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you liked this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show, ask me about group or one-on-one -on -one joy and mindset coaching, learn more about the Joy Project community, or consider hiring me for your next speaking engagement, please visit itsmechristinedee.ca. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.